Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe, interviewing entrepreneurs, people on the cutting edge, changing the world and impacting lives. So today we have Jerry McNamara, and he's actually the host of the podcast, Best Places to Lead, but he's also had a tremendous success in the business world, running five businesses in five different industries, B2B, B2C. And you can tell, you know, from his background, he's um, on a mission to positively impact 5 million people in the next four years. So um it's going to be a fantastic conversation. We're going to talk about meaning, fulfillment. And with that, uh, Jerry, welcome. Dr. Lou, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here and uh, share whatever insights I can with uh, your audience. So uh, this will be fun. Yeah. And uh, all my friends call me Chris. So uh, please do the same. And Well, uh, you, you spend <laughs> a lot of time getting educated. So I always start with Dr. Lou first. But uh, Chris, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, tell us more about yourself, your company, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so uh, I've been super lucky over the course of my uh, career, Chris. Uh, like you said, I've run five businesses, five different industries, B2B, B2C. I've never been the technical expert, and so um, I've always just been the leader. And so uh, leading is universal no matter what industry you're in. And I've been lucky enough to be in places where we've made the Inc. 500, the Franchise 500. So I believe you can create a high growth company and also a place that is best places to work. So as I call them, compelling companies. And that's been um, really the the mission on the second half of my career. And so, uh, as I say, I'm on a a mission to positively impact 5 million people. It was in five years. So we just took down the first year. So now it's in the next four years. And I think really, as I've, what I've learned in my life is that uh, if you're becoming financially enriched while emotionally bankrupt, I think you're doing business and life all wrong. And so um, that's really how we're going to positively impact 5 million people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, this is, um, you know, so much uh, can come out of your knowledge of um, experience and you're out to positively impact 5 million, you know, what's, you know, in your view, you've seen it all. What's more important people or business? (laughs) <laughs> it's always people because people run businesses. And, you know, I, I think at the heart of it is understanding people as whole people, Chris. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear leaders say, oh, it's just a business decision. Well, um, in my experience, that person should not be leading because there's no such thing as just a business decision. Business decisions impact people and people's lives and their families. And so I really look at, um, you know, people as whole people. My first value is love your people and treat them as whole people. You cannot unwind the personal from the professional. And the way I think about that is if we're not good at home, we, we can't be great at work. And if we're not good at work, we can't be great at home. 
And so we have to look at people in this whole mindset because um, you can't be a peak performer uh, if you're not good in either of those spots. And the other, it's really, because you're really, what you're boiled down to is um, really mission value, very, very um, focused on these, you know, what is the core mission, how to deliver the best value, valuing people. And so you talk about this idea of why compelling companies will be the only ones left standing. Tell tell us about that. Well, I think, you know, uh, we always knew three quarters of people didn't really enjoy the work that they were doing uh, before COVID. And then we sent everyone home to spend a lot of white space time with their family and think about things. And they thought, am I really just a transaction? Am I trading time for money? And is there something more? And so uh, I think we've seen that through the great resignation, through uh, now this quiet quitting, which, you know, guys like you and I probably just call that loafing, honestly. But I think people are really, they, they've uh, become a little bit more aware to think about what's the impact that I'm going to have on the world. And so as I say that a little bit differently of how, how do you create compelling companies, first off, you have to understand your North Star, what, what your vision is, what your mission is, what's the impact that you're going to go make on the world. And then the second piece of that is what are your values? What are the shared values what I call the operating system of every company. It's the agreed upon ways in which we're going to treat each other. And whether I go home and feel good about the work that I do and the people I do it with, or I don't feel very good about that. So when you align your vision, your values, and your actions, suddenly you're in a place of fulfillment. And to me, that is the greatest and highest purpose of life, to spend your time on worthy causes, or as I say, your life, your terms. That's what it's all about. Uh, so well said, and uh, which brings me to this uh, point was, uh, you know, tw- 20 something years ago when I was in training medical school, and then, you know, um, a lot of my mentors, you know, doctors, famous doctors, you know, they, they were financially successful, but, um, you know, they, their kids hated them and, um, mm-hmm. you know, divorced and just unhealthy. And so you, you talk about this idea, I think pretty, a lot of people woke up to this idea, you know this idea of you are not your salary and that's not your status yes yeah and then you talk about you say success without fulfillment is the greatest ripoff why it is well so so here's what i've learned over the course of my career right um finances create freedom for fulfillment i call it the three f's so finances create freedom for fulfillment and so i think sometimes people think that what we're supposed to do is stack lots of benjamins into your bank account and there's only so many that you can stack into your bank account before you look left and you look right. And, you know, you become emotionally bankrupt. Your kids don't know who you are. You don't have hobbies. You don't have friends. And at the end of the day, who are you spending all of this money with? Uh, my mom passed away in August 2020. And uh, before that happened, she looked at me. She said, you know, son, I can't take it with me. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think we, we get into this mindset of more and now. And, and sometimes that's okay if you want more and now, and you're willing to pay the cost and the price coming back to you is worth it. But what I found is most people look up and look left and look right and go, is that all there is? Is this, is this everything? And I'll tell you a story, Chris. I had a guy that I, I worked with uh, a couple of years ago. He called me in January and he said, uh, I need your help. I said, yeah, great. What's going on? He said, uh, I had my best year ever. I've never made more money. I have residual streams of income. 
I never have to work again. And I am absolutely miserable. Hmm. And I said, huh, tell me more. And he said, well, you know, like you would think with all of the financial success that I've had, but it's just like, yeah. And I told him exactly that. Um, I said to him, you thought the whole point of business was to create financial. And yeah, I'm a capitalist through and through. Money always follows good work, but it's really a tool to go make the impact that you want on the world. Again, finance is freedom for fulfillment. So he called me back about six months later and he did, uh, he made a number of donations to his church, got involved in some programs, set some things up. And he said, I've never been, I've never been happier. Like this is what I, what I'm supposed to be doing. I just didn't realize that business is there for an impact, not just to put money in my bank account. Sure. We need to do that. But when you look up, I don't know. What are people going to say about you at your funeral? Are they going to say you were a money-grubbing guy and sure you have a lot of it? Or that you were a good person who helped them, took some risks, some of them worked out, some of them didn't work out, but that they were a better person because of you? And to me, that's a more fulfilling life than just simply um, dying with lots of money. And uh, I think there's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, you know, it's like... Um... You know, the older I get, the more this kind of idea, like money is just is like a resource and it just kind of helps to grease the wheels. But um, yeah. and it's used to do good things. It's not really like and I really I guess what Wes is capitalism. So, you know, it's like your status and your value and who you are is your job, your income, your salary, your net worth. You know, it's I don't I don't really know why they use that to measure, but it, it's probably media. And, but um because it, it continue because it continues to make the economy go forward, Chris. And you know, I I, I, sh- I share the story where I had this like this uh, moment where uh, I was running my first company. We went from five point nine million to fifteen million in eighteen months. We were raising venture capital three different times. I had a five million dollar check sitting in the middle of the table. I was uh, started sleeping on the couch outside of my office because I was working so much, and um, I was twenty six. And on Valentine's Day, I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm. And I was laying on a gurney. And you know this better than I do. I have those little electrodes on me. And I see this little beep, beep, beep thing. And I'm counting the dots in the ceiling tile. And I'm thinking, dear God, what have you done? What what cost has all of this, quote unquote, success come at? And what I had to relearn was that my business was not my identity. Mm. That my friends, my family, and my values. That's who I am at the core of my being. And sure, business is important. We spend a lot of time doing it. However, if it comes at the cost of your health, probably not doing it right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, you know, so, so, you know, timeless wisdom for the audience. Uh, The other thing is you talk about, um, you know, you learn these lessons and you talk about taking, uh, actually, investing time and money for your family you know taking them on trips and experiences and you know that the cost of that tell us you know the cost and the reward and the investment yeah so but again i i just come back to we like to live a good life and and we certainly do that um for us we're very um vision and values driven we love to travel and so uh, my wife walked in one day uh, during covid and she said uh what do you think about selling the house and traveling? And I paused for a second. I thought, 
well, that's not exactly what I thought you were going to say today. And uh, three months later, we had sold our house and we traveled all over the country. Um, we did that with uh, my nine-year-old and my four-year-old who were doing virtual school. Rachel and I continued to work uh, and grow and develop um, in her business. She's a VP of sales for a pharmaceutical company. And, uh, and I run a business and continue to grow it. it. You know, it's that mindset, Chris, that you can do what you want as long as you're willing to pay a little bit of a cost, right? So we, we had to leave, we sold our house. And I, there were so many people that says, oh, I, I wish I could do that. Right? I tell them, you can. Are you willing to pay the cost to go do that? And most people are, are shocked, like, oh, I can't do that. Well, you can, as long as you change your mindset. And so, you know, I, I know for you, the four types of freedom that you like to talk about on the show, time, financial, location, and emotional, um, boy, that hit, um, you know, all four buckets for us because we were able to be where we wanted. Um, time was on our side. Um, it filled us up emotionally. And, you know, financially, we were pretty focused in on our work and our family. And so we were doing great work and we were being rewarded for that work that we were doing. And so I think that's a good example of, you know, as you look at it for your audience, uh, I don't want to say, can you have it all? You can have it all in balance. And so don't let the constraints of society or your own mindset be in this um, place where I can't do that. You can, you just have to make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's like, uh, there's always a solution. And like, I like this idea is like, there's all you can like, and then, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and also, you know, what's interesting is um, this idea where you can't take your wealth with you when you when we leave. And so I'm reading this book called um, Die With Zero. And it's basically, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we have to save and we have to, you know, plan for a future. But um, it's, you know, it's talking about, you know, like you, we can't we can't take it with us when we leave. So might as well spend it and enjoy it. So which is what you're talking about is you have to, you know, make changes, make sacrifice, you know, uh, you know, shell out some money, but at least it's memorable for the family and the kids and for yourself. And I think so. And again, you come back to, you know, vision and values for us, two things that we treasure for our kids that we, that we think we have a deep responsibility for are their education and their experiences. And we believe experiences give them educational benefit because you stop thinking that your way of thinking is the only way. When you start to see other cultures or even within our own country, I mean, heck, people have very different approaches in rural America versus cities, the South versus the North, um, all of those things. And so it just gives you perspective. That's my favorite word. I'm a nerd, Chris. So, you know, while everyone else was reading comic books, I was reading the dictionary. So perspective is my favorite word because I think the deeper and wider perspective you intentionally cultivate it's directly proportional to your quality of life because you stop thinking that your way is the only way and you start opening your mind up to say, there's lots of different ways to go ahead and do this. My way is one of the ways. And so uh, that has been uh, certainly at the forefront of our thinking too. Uh, yeah. Uh, as you know, I love this conversation. I love talking to you uh, as we come to the end. One final question is talking about, um, the leadership gap is the biggest threat to businesses. Uh, how do you fix that? Yeah. So, you know, when you look at people who get promoted, people who are great at doing the doing, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're great at leading people. And so we know that 
you know, through a survey, uh, CEOs only trust about 50% of their senior cabinet to deliver the results. Even worse, they only believe in 11% of the people behind them, all your bench strength. And yet we're not doing very much to train the people to be successful as leaders, to create that predictable environment for agile, engaged, and autonomous decisions in pursuit of the company's goals. And so I think you really have to teach people. And really, to me, there's three parts of the leadership gap. It's the leader is individual. What are the promises you're going to make to your people and how you're going to show up and, and approach them every single day? It's the leader as technician, all the leadership competencies. And then the last is the leader as strategist. How are we going to move the organization forward? And so it's really quite simple. Um, Chris, how did you get through medical school to become a doctor, to save people's lives? How did that happen for you? You just, you got to put in the time, the work, you just... You know, like you said, it's like kind of milestones. So you have like, you know, you got to study the material. You have to understand it, you know, apply it, you know, the, and then basically how you get graded is based on exams and you basically go through a process. It's like a system. So you can get through the system. You can, you know, get through. Um, it's, you know, uh, once you understand how to do that, it's, you know, it's relatively straightforward. Um, so I hope yeah. that question. Yeah, yeah. My point is you went through a lot of training to be very successful. And yet what we do is we promote someone and we say, Chris, go get them, Tiger. Good luck with them. And we are we put them in places where they are ill prepared to succeed. And so, you know, that is the whole mindset of we can close that leadership gap by investing in our people and helping them to be really intentional in their approach, um, really skillful in the competencies and really thoughtful in their strategy. And so that's what I um, work on and work with our, our leaders to be better leaders. Yeah, uh, great conversation. I know a lot of the audience out there, they'd be interested in following you on social media, visiting your website, contacting you. How can they do that? Yeah, so we're very active on LinkedIn. That's a really good place. You can find me, Jerry McNamara. Um, and then another good place uh, to find us is provenchaos.com, P-R-O-V-E-N-C-H-A-O-S.com. And uh, people kind of chuckle at the, the name of the company. And I say, well, because we work with companies that have proven there's a marketplace, but they're in chaos because their people, their systems, or their process haven't kept up with their growth. Yeah. And uh, those are typically the companies that we work with. It's super, uh, super fun and super humbling, Chris. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, um, Jerry's uh, resources will be in the links and show notes. Uh, be sure to check those out and follow him on all, all of his socials. And uh, it was a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I have so much uh, wisdom and um, and time well spent. So hope you got the value. And um, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Chris, thanks for having me. This was super great. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week